by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thank the Lord to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving family how's everybody doing today another beautiful day here in kentucky got a little bit of sun at the end of the day right before the sun went down for the day but it was nice warmed up like three degrees it was pretty sweet 
Uh, got a little break from some rain. Looking forward to that because I've got some stuff that I need to get done in my yard. Although I've appreciated the break. Thank you, God, for the break. I've enjoyed the uh, inside time that you gave me with my mom. Guys, I hope you all an absolutely beautiful day so far. This is Kilt to Krishna. So 534. Once again, this is Signs of the Times Part part 2. We've got Jay Wu here with us again tonight so we can complete this conversation after we get into a little bit of news. Once again, Kilt to Christian, 534, Signs of the Times Part 2. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. I'm so thankful you were here. And and Jilly, I can't believe that I wrote that song three years ago, the one that we opened the show with every day just to let people gather three years ago. And I've got two more that I'm working on, and I'm hoping that those will be out Um within the next month or so. Uh, music's not my strong point, so it takes me a little longer to get that stuff done, but I do enjoy writing it. Nonetheless, hopefully be collaborating with some of our talented musicians. We got here Bob, we got Douglas, we got Daryl. We got a lot of pretty phenomenal musicians in this big group right here. We'll go ahead and bring in our brother, one person that I love so much, Jay Wu. Brother, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, my friend, my brother? I'm doing good, man. It looks like you were back in the studio this evening. Yeah, well, I have enough heads up. I thought I'd run over to Jim's. <laughs> I know I didn't give you much last night. I'm like, hey, man, want to come on with me tonight? Cool. Thanks. See you in an hour. This way I can I can be in the chat, too, on my phone. Yeah, exactly. That is kind of nice. That's why I got my my setup here. Um, one day I'll take a picture of the inside of the studio with all the screens that I have set up around me. I've got one that I talk to you with the camera. I've got my chat up on one screen, and then I have um, all the notes that I take on another screen, and then um, links and stuff that I use for the show. So everything is just nice and spread out over my room. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Once we get um, things set up to where we're doing the uh, running this so um, simulcast, we'll be going over to Rumble or YouTube at the same time that we're doing this one. So there'll be multiple options for people to see, and then that way. If uh, you guys don't want to look at me, which I completely understand, you come here. If you guys want to see what we're talking about and you don't mind looking at us, you can go on over to Rumble or YouTube at that point. And I will, guys, I will let you all know when that happens. Um, like I said, God made this beautiful face for radio. So uh, <laughs> you guys are uh, you're brave if you're going to go over to Rumble. But then again, you get to look at like Jeff when he pops on. You get to see Jay Wu and uh, you can see Conley and some of those other ones when they pop on here as well, Douglas. So uh, there's benefits to it. But so, brother, thank you again for coming on. We're going to continue the conversation after we get done with some news. But there is news to go through first, man. So are you ready to dig into this? Let's let's get it on. I even had time to study a little bit today. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I always always take my time. I do my studying um, after I get done with my editing, um, before I go to bed. Then I wake up and do it briefly in the morning, and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll dig into stuff, you know, for the last hour and a half or whatever leading up to the shows. Um, I got to say, I don't know how, like, you and and Scott and, and Conley do it with the reading chat and, and doing your podcast. I can't even walk and breathe at the same time. This is almost. <laughs> hey, and guess what I'm doing? I'm talking, I'm chewing gum. And I'm doing the show and reading chat all at one time, man. So nah, it just, it took me a while. There was actually a point where um, I wasn't looking at chat 
because, you know, the last thing it's, it's easy to get distracted. You know, it's one thing when you're responding, going back and forth to people, but then on occasion you got the one person that likes to be divisive and, and pick and poke problems. And the last thing you want to do is get disgruntled in the middle of the show, because sometimes you just, you can't let things go. You know what I'm saying? It's Mm. still stuck in your head and you're trying to keep the show going. (laughs) Well, once we start having our conversation, I, I probably won't be paying attention to chat. Sorry, yeah. guys. Well, I always bring you back into it and I'll read it. And thank you, Kit Kat. You know, um, I, I uh, one thing I wanted to do with this show in particular, was, like I said, is to make it our show. You know, not just the guys talking, but that's why I try to bring um, chat into the show as much as I possibly can. That's why I read the names before I read the comment. That way people that are listening to the publication later know who said it and, you know, what we're talking about. But like I said, that's one thing is I love the interaction. You talked about this last night, specifically dealing with churches, is that, you know, you would love to go to a church, have a little bit of a sermon, and then pass the mic around to the people and just carry on like literally a a Christian conversation with the congregation. Like to me, I love learning by asking, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the perfect thing because how many times have you sat in in church, listened to a great sermon? And you had all these questions pop up in your head, but you can't be the guy to go raising your hand to ask the preacher a question in the middle of a sermon, you know, so. Yeah, like every time that that I have, I hear a good sermon, I have a thousand questions. But that's, I mean, what's the point of surrounding yourself with wise counsel if you can't listen to them? No, exactly. And that's why, that's what I would do. If, Like I said, if I ever had a church, mine would be completely interactive. I would literally spend 30 minutes of it doing the sermon and be like, okay, we're going to spend the last 30 minutes answering or having a conversation and a little back and forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What church 100%. is all about. Exactly. Cause that's the thing about um, scripture is that if you don't have questions, are you reading it properly? Because I've never read anything straight through and been like, I understand this completely. You know, that's why I have to read it multiple times. Um, and then it'll mean something different, you know, than it, the yes, depending on what you're going through in your life. But that's the beauty about how God works in your life. He's like, Oh yeah, you thought you understood it before. Well, I'm about to blow your mind. I'm gonna send you back to the same verse that you've read five times, and I'm gonna show you how it fits into what you're dealing with right now in your life that you never saw before. Um cap peeled back. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I've got a great example of what we're talking about um coming up on Friday. So tomorrow evening is a MSM Liars Thursday. So John will be joining us. Uh, once he gets done with his practice, he'll be popping in here. It's a little bit late. Um, obviously, I'll have some news to go through first. But tomorrow night, um, I kind of want to – we're going to be discussing um, persecution and and using examples of like modern-day Christians, modern-day, meaning within like the last four or five generations, um, mm-hmm. and how Christians have been persecuted. And one that I was – you know, what kind of got me onto this, tub, this topic and, and – was listening to Bob Marley last night because um Bob Marley was a pretty big Christian. And mm. that was one of the reasons they ended up trying to kill him was because he had so much influence over the people. He ended up getting more influence than the government had over the people. So they tried to remove him, you know, so I'm going to tomorrow, we're going to have conversations using multiple examples and I'm going to play some of uh, some Bob Marley music and show you how much he talked about our, our almighty and our Lord God in his songs, and I found a, a phenomenal interview last night where he was talking about salvation through Christ, and the media who was interviewing him kept trying to move on to another topic, and Bob Marley would not drop it. He's like, nope, and he, he literally forced them to carry on a conversation about the salvation through Jesus Christ, you know, so it was pretty cool. 
So we'll be talking about that, other examples, and then playing some of uh, Marley's songs throughout the show tomorrow night. Um, some of the great examples like Natural Mystic, uh, One Love, um, where he specifically talks about the importance of, of laying your tribulations and trials into God's hands. Um, mm. you know, so it'd be pretty cool. And then on, um, and then on Friday, I'm doing a episode on the, uh, the woman and the well, you know, the, the woman that, um, the Gentile, the, you know, that was, that met with Christ up at the well. And, uh, as I was digging into that, yeah, the Sumerian, thank you, Matt. Um, as I was looking into that and digging further, I saw a lot of, of, little things that I just hadn't noticed before. And that's the beauty of, of verses and parables and books is that they never have just one, one meaning. It's that they never have just one simple lesson. If you dig into it enough, you find like eight or nine things within that one verse that led up to the importance of what took place in the verse or in this verse. And in this particular case, the repentance of this woman ended up being probably one of the greatest um, repentances ever because she ended up leading a whole lot of people back to having a wonderful conversation with who we know now as our Messiah. At that point, he wasn't ready to come out as the Messiah. He wasn't ready to, you know, tell who he was. But the story is great. The little details that I'm going to bring to you are pretty interesting. I always get excited like a little kid when I find new little like Easter eggs. That's what I call them, like little little eggs mm -hmm. in the Bible. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that before. Um, but I'm not gonna spoil it. We'll carry. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the excitement off until we do this one on Friday. Um, <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. So we'll we'll get into a little bit of news here first. So um, first things first. Uh, the world keeps on spinning, and there's some craziness that are going on all over the place. So on the heels of some secret documents that were released this Sunday, that were showing that Germany and the and the EU collectively drew up plans to blackmail the Hungarian people into providing aid to the Ukraine by destroying their economy if they refused. So Orban and the government of Hungary are expected to deny further passage of money to Ukraine, stating that they will not be ruled by blackmail. So this is all stuff that we've talked about, you know, for a long time over the months about how corrupt they are, what exactly they're doing to countries. Um, I believe Hungary was one of those countries that, that booted Soros out for good. Um, America should do that as well um, for the same reason that they gave them the boot was trying to interfere in their country. Um, you know, so America needs to follow suit along with many other countries and we need to, to put a little squashing to these um, evil people. Exactly. I think it was, there was others. Um, are, are you saying amongst others, Matt and have is then others need to get the boot from our country too, or other countries need to start giving that guy the boot or other countries have given him the boot. I think all of those fall into, and I was, multiple countries have we need to follow suit there's a lot of other people bill gates well he's technically an american so i guess we can't just give him the boot but we need to squash him and the abilities to keep doing what he's doing man because he's destroying our country but, uh, you know i wouldn't mind if that dude got redacted i wouldn't mind either and i i hate that my brain thinks like that still because i'm like that wasn't a very good christian thing to think um mm. but I mean, come on, we're at the point now. I mean, here, I'm going to give you one example right here. I was going to hold this one off till later, but I'm going to give you one great example right here. Um, So oddly enough, like right after Tony Podesta's home gets sold for like, I mean, for like millions under what they were asking. So someone brought up the fact was like, 
has he been arrested? Because remember the executive order that Trump put in talking specifically about child trafficking, how if you were caught in child trafficking, then all of your assets would be seized, sold, and then put back in. So people are speculating that that may be it for Tony Podesta, that he may either have just been put down or sent over to Guantanamo. I don't know. I, I do know that is that generally people don't um, don't sell their homes for like $4 million less than they were asking for. it. That's a pretty big drop. Um, mm. But then today, um, so a couple of days ago, I had mentioned that, uh, that um, Lurch had is no longer the climate czar. Um, John Kerry, no longer the climate czar. He actually is 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 leaving. And today, the administ- the Biden administration, guess who they put in this place? John Podesta. Oh. So they literally went from like from hiring a demon to hiring Satan for this 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 particular thing, man. Crazy. I and and you know, so of course you've got two, you know, both sides kind of going back and forth. I mean, both sides of the Patriots going back and forth on what's happening. Some are just astonished that I can't believe that he's, that they did this. And then you've got the, the more optimistic anons out there, the, the ones that are still like totally convinced that Q is going to come and save our world. They're thinking that all they're doing is they're bringing John Podesta back to the forefront, you know, shining a light on him again. But I don't know how many times have you heard that? They're like, oh, no, man, they just got him there so they can shine a light on him. You know, mm. how, how often, how has that worked out for us so far? Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how well they're, they're, you know, shown in all their evil on display. They, you know, oh yeah, we'll bring it up. And then there he'll still sit being the climate czar. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, it, I don't know. It's crazy. Mary Allen, I'm right there with you. It makes me sick. I was nauseous to my stomach when I saw that Jilly, um, yeah, they did. They just replaced evil with more evil and Kit Kat. Um, I I don't know if you remember, but there was one of my uh, Pain's Angels videos that I made about the child trafficking in particular. And um, I actually have that clip of uh, Podesta um, making that kid call him daddy or whatever. I mean, it was like that. That's what it, it's hard to bring tears to my eyes. But um, that video um I lost my composure multiple times making that video. That was one of the videos that I literally had to put down and then ask God to get me through it. Cause I know that God wanted me to make that video. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see that stuff. Really. Yeah. That was one of those things that, because I was in the middle of making a video and I know, I know when God is specifically saying, I need you to make a video because I will literally, cause I'm one of those people that likes to work on something until I'm finished. Um, so if I'm in the middle of making a video, like literally I was already past the music, already done the narration in the editing process. And I dropped the video because God put it on my heart to make another one, which was this one right here. But that one I had to put down and, you know, pray to God to help me through it. Um, it's hard on the soul. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen true Patriot. I've seen fragile drip as well. Um, there was a time where I, I was digging into the dark web a lot, trying to, go through and doing some research that I couldn't find on, on regular media. And I came across that video. Oh my goodness. Um, I just pray that no one ever, if that ever surfaces, I just ask you to ask me about it. Don't watch it yourself. I, I will be very gentle about telling you what's in that video, but my don't watch that video. Your brain will be 
in an infinite loop for months. You, you just, it, that one's a hard to break out of because you know, it's real. It's not like a horror movie where you're like, Oh man, I'm glad that's over. Right. No, that's, that's the real deal. And, and for people like us who are awake, I don't, we don't need to see that. No, no. For those, yeah. You for know, those, what's out there. Right. For those who aren't awake or the woke show them that crap. Cause you know, they, they can sit there and, and, uh, stew on that for six months you know because if well, that's what it takes to wake you well, see, up that's the thing though exactly if you're awake and you know this stuff is going on why put yourself through it but if you got people that are sleeping that just refuse to wake up and admit this stuff's going on maybe that's something they do need to see i mean look we're talking about people's salvation right now and if they are so far gone from god and they're so far gone from accepting the truth of what's really happened on this earth um you know, I'd rather them like roll around with six months of sleepless nights, you know, just hoping that that's what wakes them up to come to God, you know, because like I said, sometimes people need to realize how real evil is before they realize how real God is. Um, sadly. But hopefully that brings them to try just, just praying to God that he takes those images out of their mind. Yeah, exactly. And Kat, Kat you're right. They're just going to call it a, they'll call it a deep fake, even though this was like, well before it was well before we know of ai coming out into the mainstream but for all we know um ai's been out in the mainstream for 10 years we wouldn't really know right. um so the uh they're going through with um impeachment over mayorkas so apparently um if i'm if i heard correctly it was it was close but there were more people that were trying to push it through the impeachment this won't go anywhere it's just going to be no different than everything else like congress will do it senate won't um, but oddly enough, Mayorkas is going in for like back surgery um, for, and he's going to be out for like a month. So it's interesting timing nonetheless. And we know how, what they are with timing. None of this is a coincidence, no different than the melee and the wars that are going on overseas right now, while our secretary of defense is MIA. I mean, it happens over and over and over and over again. Exactly. DJ Pupasi will probably come out with a boot and, uh, yeah, and, there's, and Mary Allen, there's a lot of surgeries going on right now, too. A lot of prostate surgeries. See, that's the thing. If it was, like, multiple different kinds of surgeries and whatever, I'd be like, okay, I get that. I mean, if, like, one person had a boot here and there, I'd get that. But you just see all these people with boots all of a sudden. It's like, how klutzy are people in Hollywood? You know, let's just ask this right now. We got, like, 40-something in here right now. How many of you are wearing a boot on your leg right now? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like the odds that you always see like five or six at one time. I just can't imagine that Hollywood's that, that klutzy um, in, in government. What do you think that it is about the boot? What's that? I think the boot, um, I think the boot are hiding locators. I think the boot literally means um, if, if the, the anons are right, the boot represents the fact that they have already been through a trial and they're making a deal. Basically, they're spilling the beans on other people, which is why they're still allowed to at least be in society. But the boot apparently covers up the ankle monitor. Hmm. Or or it's just a display for everybody, like like sending a pedophile into, into gen pop in prison and saying, OK, here's your pedophile. Everybody. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, DJ Pupasi says uh, it's a symbol of convict of being convicted, maybe, you know. And, and, and it could be, it could very well be. I just, once again, I don't believe in coincidence anymore. And but the reason I just asked how many of you in here are wearing a boot on your leg right now is because nobody is 45 people in here. Nobody's wearing a boot. 
you know, what are the odds that you got like, (laughs) what's that? I said, if you are, you're suspect. Exactly. If you are, I got some questions for you. (laughs) We'll talk after the show. Exactly. We will be talking after the show. Um, so, uh, next one right here said, man, this country, my God, this country. So an 11 year old boy was hunted down like a dog and then shot twice in Atlanta, Georgia. The district attorney, Fannie Willis doesn't prosecute violent criminals. Um, so once again, immigrants that were responsible for this, literally an 11 year old boy, 11 years old. Like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, what are you going to get out of 11 year old boy? I can promise you he's not wearing a Rolex. I can pretty much promise you he probably doesn't have more than $5 in his wallet. If he even has a wallet, he's 11 years old, probably doesn't have a cell phone. So what, what's the point of this? Um, you know, but these immigrants are getting away with absolutely everything. And I've got more examples coming up of, of, you know, just juxtapositioning of what they're doing and getting away with. And then the, the stupid things that's happening to a conservative that isn't even breaking the law and they are held highly accountable for what they've done. Um, a great example I'd mentioned last night where the protesters that were protesting outside of an abortion clinic and they mm-hmm. all end up getting like prison time arrested. And then meanwhile, no one's arrested for burning down Minneapolis. No one's arrested for protesting violently outside of our Supreme Court justice's house after Roe Wade was turned over. I mean, like I said, it's just an unfair system. Something's got to be done. So another thing crossed my mind, and I want to get your um, view on this as well. So we, we're supposedly having a convoy right now of uh, patriots heading down to Texas. Mm-hmm. Why haven't I heard anything about this? Have you heard anything? Have you seen footage? Have you seen articles, mainstream media, or anything talking about this right now? I have on Facebook. There's people uh, posting stuff there. Um, you know, if I didn't go back and look again, see if it got taken down or not. But other than that, it's like Pete Chambers and, you know, there's a few TikToks and stuff like that. But um, mainstream, no. But I don't really pay attention to me. Yeah, because I've even I even went looking through like Twitter um, and Telegram and stuff like that, assuming, you know, that, that my regular visits people that i go to on normal basis will be talking about it no one's talking about it you figured that like seven hundred thousand people heading down a highway um would get some attention right and you, you know now that i think about it though it was probably people from this family that posted that on facebook <laughs> yeah yeah exactly as i'm saying you, you figured this would be a big deal um but yeah. once again you know because we're i know that they were already some of them were heading down as of friday you know, it's already Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like I said, it was it's not being talked about. So Crafty Nut says it was on Newsmax. So I'm glad that some people are talking about it. Um, yeah, Ted Nugent. Yeah, he'll definitely get some attention to it. I'm just kind of amazed right now that it's not being talked about pretty much at all. Like you figured this would be a pretty big deal that we'd be seeing. We couldn't go to social media without tripping over four or five uh, articles about it. Right. Um, well, I saw some pretty cool um, pictures, like tractors. So farmers are supporting. Is this here? Uh, or are you are over the, the German and France? Okay, good. Good. You showed up at the border. I'm not sure where exactly, but they're down in Texas, and there were like three tiers, okay. like so multi levels on a side, a hillside, and they were all lined up in the different levels. And okay, Kit Kat says that the rally is not until February third. Okay, so maybe they'll be talking about it more. Um, by that time yeah i was just a little shocked because like i said with something as big as that 
I figured I'd be seeing it all over. I mean, because I dig all day long, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. in my spare time, um, and I just well, haven't seen anything about it today. And as far as I know, they're on the road. They're they're in motion. Um, I think the, the revival is on the third, but they're going to be, I think they're supposed to, yeah. Actually, Pete Chambers posted today that he's arriving at Spring Creek at 8, 8 p.m. Oh, okay, good. I, I have to look to be sure, but um, he's been posting quite a bit. I haven't been able to keep up with him as much as I'd like, but uh, there he is. Um, scroll down to the eyes. He's posted over. 40 things since the last time I looked. Good. Well, I'll definitely be uh, digging in and I'll, I'll bring anything that I find um, here to let you guys know what's going on. But that's good. So the third, we still have, a, what's tomorrow is the first. We still have a little, a uh, couple of days left. So definitely keep my eye on that. But I'm still, I'm with True Patriot. I still feel like uh, this is a setup and, you know, I'm just praying ceaselessly just to get people to focus and, and have God put a hedge of protection over all of them. Because like I said, I just, I don't trust our world right now. Um, our government right now, is in the middle of trying to sneak in a bill before 2024 election, which removes the sales of private or private sales of, of guns. So they're trying to do whatever they can to our second amendment, which tells you, which is just more proof that they know something's coming. Cause once again, you know, the old saying, um, they don't try to remove guns from your, your hands unless they plan on doing something you'd shoot them for. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so we're kind of getting to that point where they're, where they're coming after us. Meanwhile, they're making it, easy for immigrants without an id or without a citizenship to come in and buy them they're allowing them into the military they're allowing them into our police force so once again um this is all the the big stuff is coming they're trying to, to unarm us in the meantime because like i said the last thing they want us to do is to protect ourselves um, go ahead a, a couple things come up for me you know when we talk about putting them in our police force and our military um, even though, you know, we got a bunch of yes men that, that are left over in our military and police force, I don't think they're really going to take too kindly to illegals um, being on the same force as they are, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, like, in a situation where, say, they come to your house and there's illegals there as police and you know say you end up having to redact a, a a dude i don't know that the police would the other police the you know american police might have too much issue with that i don't know you know it could it could it could foment some very interesting situations i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah. like there's got to be conflict within those communities like you know i've been fighting for america and now, now I got to work with the guy I've been fighting for the last 21 years, 22 years, man. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I am going to spend a little time learning how to say, kiss my arse in Portuguese, Spanish, and like 20 other languages. So I'm prepared. If any police immigrants come to my door trying to take me down, I'm just going to say, kiss my arse in their language. There we go. That's planning. Um, we got a large mob of illegal aliens who brutally attacked two New York police department officers on Saturday near Times Square, and every one of them has been released without bail. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Every one of them is out right now. And, and once again, I want to repeat the illegal alien part. 
You know what I'm saying? Basically impossible to find again. It's mm-hmm. not like your regular, you know, citizen that gets released on bail. It's like, okay, we at least know where to find you. Or we know who you what your name is. Right. It sounds like, you know, we should pull the tags off our cars and the license plates and, and ditch our, our uh, IDs and credit cards and just roll. I know. I man, you know what I saw today? I saw an old um World War uh Jeep Welly. Remember the oh, old Willie's? the old box I, willies? Yeah, I found I saw one today down the road, man. I was like, I want one of those. Because I there was a time where you could buy the box kit for like five grand and mm-hmm. because they didn't build them here. They boxed them up in the pieces and they built them overseas. So they still have like um, warehouses full of like boxed of Jeeps. So you buy it for five grand and you put it together yourself with, I mean, they're, they're not difficult vehicles to work on. They're probably about as easy as it gets, to be honest with you. Well, that's, that's where it's at, you know? And I don't know. I've, I've watched all the world war two, um, documentaries. Those things go anywhere. No, they're awesome. Yeah. Tara Lynn said that that was the first car. Um, her dad souped it up for the 16. What a cool vehicle to get right off the bat, you know? And like I said, I mean, if you're looking for comfort, probably not the best vehicle to purchase. But if you're looking for something that'll survive, I don't know, the apocalypse, there you go. Old box and World it, War Jeep Willie. <laughs> right. And it'll probably run on anything that's flammable. Man, exactly. And if it's built by if it's built by a, a deep stater, it'll probably run on their own arrogance. So we can just uh we'll just run it around filled with arrogance. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a South Park episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, where where he said, uh, no, it was the electric vehicle that he, he runs uh, on his own sense of self-satisfaction. <laughs> they were, well, that and, and they were all huffing their own farts out of wine glasses. Oh, I remember, yes, I remember that one. <laughs> I love that he goes, what does it run on? It runs on my own sense of self-satisfaction. <laughs> so uh, this is crazy. So Trump is up for the Nobel Peace Prize for, I guess, I mean, I don't like what he's up for, what he's up for, but he's up for the Nobel Peace Prize for his uh, Abraham Accords. And always Mm -hmm. the the Abraham Accord makes me nervous because it kind of falls into scripture a little bit. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, interesting. He probably deserves it more than Barack Obama deserved it. Well, not to sound, you know, too stupid, but uh, refresh me on the Abraham Accords. That was the uh, Abraham Accords was kind of the the first deal that they were trying to make to bring peace over to the Middle East. Okay. Yeah. So it was it falls it falls right into like scriptural stuff. So that one, I'll be honest with you, that had me a little bit nervous when I first you know because like I said I'm just like I love Trump and then every now and then like something popped up that made me a little nervous like the vaccines was one of them the Abraham Accord was another one because yeah it, it does Mary Allen says it falls into prophecy and we'll probably get into that here in the topic here in a little bit I bet it falls right into what we're talking about um sure. this is interesting too so the Fed prepares for a bank crisis while telling Americans the economy is strong so here's my question if the economy is so-called strong then why do we need to prepare for a bank crisis? Well, it makes about as much sense as they always make these yeah. days. Yeah, it just exactly. It's basically, hey, we're we're just lying to you. We yeah. we're preparing because there's going to be a bank crisis. But you know, don't listen. Don't don't listen to us, man. There's not going to be a bank crisis. Um. Oh, wait a minute. It looks like there is going to be a bank crisis. Look what I got. 
So we got um this one came out today. Where'd you go? You just wanted to disappear on me. Um yeah, so I told you last night that the BRICS thing is about to move forward. So that's gonna end up doing something. But there was where did you go? Oh man, you're you're trying to they're trying to take it down. Ah, look at that. They've already taken it down. Um so anyways, the New York Community Bank, um, the SNYCB falls 40% after earnings, okay? 40%. Now, who is the New York Community Bank, the SNYCB? They were the bank that acquired the collapsed Signature Bank. So remember when Signature Bank collapsed uh, a few months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York Community Bank was the one that took it over. And now that bank has fallen 40% after its earnings. So here we go. We've been talking about this for a while. And uh, these are the signs that you, you need, we start need to pay attention to. Because there will be a point, just like I said last night, where America won't be able to print money any longer without hyper hyperinflation, which is coming post haste. Right. Um, I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. Actually, let me talk about this one real quick. So, okay, last night you and I discussed um, – or no, it was a couple nights ago. I discussed a bill that they're trying to work on right now, which basically uh, makes it to where you can't have what they call paramilitary groups in any state. So basically a militia. They're just rewording it because militias in our constitution. So they're changing the, the wording up a little bit, but basically they're trying to make it illegal for you and I to come together and form a militia to protect our state and our country. All right. So what happened last night while we were doing our show, check this out. This dude beheads his father, holds up the, his, his decapitated head on the video and is, is saying that he's in charge of all of these militias around our country and that we need to start assassinating, um, federal or members of the government. Okay. He calls this one out last night, including the Biden administration. So, what a complete quint what they are juicy smelling us all over again so if you guys recall when um they had a, a lynching bill that was going through our congress back when kamala was still senator or it was in the senate sorry it was a lynching bill that they were trying to pass and then during the time where they're trying to get people on board with passing this bill juicy smollett incident happens where he's attacked by two uh you know mega country people yeah i just remember that whole deal right and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, he, he ends up with a noose around his neck and there we go. Lynching bill passed. So now they're trying to push this um, anti-militia bill through, making sure states can't have militias. And then this dude comes out last night claiming to be a malicious leader, a militia leader, telling people to assassinate people in our government, beheads his own father. And here we go. Trying to push well, this through so they can get the bill through. Um and Mary Allen, I don't know if it's a fake story or not. I'm seeing this everywhere. I've seen the media talk about this today. In my opinion, just another false flag. This probably never happened. At worst case, this guy is under MK control. Um, but here's the kicker is they came out immediately and started calling this guy a Trump supporter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they came out immediately saying that uh saying that I don't think he's an immigrant, I think he's an American. Then they came out saying that he was a QAnon follower. Well, guess what, guys? We live in a world right now where it's not that difficult to do a little bit of digging, doing a little bit of research. And guess what I came across? I came across some tweets that were written by Justin Moon, who was the guy that um, decapitated his father, supposedly. 
And he says, even my own family upholds this cult belief and is willing to go to jail to prove it. Donald Trump, if this does not get fixed ASAP, then you will also be in jail for the rest of your life after I sue you for everything you own. That's not a threat. That's a promise, bitch. This was, this was written by the guy that did this. Okay, so what do we have right here in this one little paragraph that I read? He says, even my family upholds this cult belief and is willing to go to jail to prove it. His family were Q people. He was not. And then he goes on further to prove that he absolutely hates Trump. And he wasn't a, not even a Trump supporter. So here we go. False flag number eight so far this year. And we're just, we're still in January, technically. It's ridiculous. Was his dad in the government? Yeah, his dad was um, worked in the government. And yeah, so he's supposedly decapitated. Like, do I know it's legit? Don't. But I can tell you right now, it's at very least a false flag. And at the very most, uh, this guy was MK Ultra because somebody said it perfectly. They're like, dude, even if he, you know, he goes, you can't compare him to a Q guy because he goes, he goes, I hate Q. He goes, I think everyone that believes in Q is a bunch of Q tards. He goes, but I'll tell you this right now. Nobody that I have ever known that followed Q would have remotely killed anybody, much less decapitated them. That's an insane person. Mm-hmm. Tara Lynn, we are in a lot of trouble. We are in a whole lot of trouble. Um, but then we got this. So I'm going to play this real quick, and then we'll have a nice little discussion about this one. This will be fun right here. This gets back into our, our, our beliefs of Scripture. Um, so check this one out right here. This guy right here says it so perfectly. Um, he says the atheists are the furthest from the truth. He said that even Satanists have it more correct than they do. And he's got a really good point here because at least Satanists believe in God, believe God exists. They just support the wrong side, you know, but nonetheless, they still believe in God. Unlike atheists, he says atheism is outward expression of their internal struggle, struggle. And this is so well said. Listen to this bit. I think atheists who spend their entire time trying to disprove God are some of the weirdest human beings on this planet. And before you jump to conclusions, let me finish, and then you can say whatever you want to say. There are people out here that make their entire lives about trying to disprove God. And I know you're going to say, well, Mike, there's people who spend their entire lives trying to teach people about God and lead people to God. Let's look at the reasoning behind the two humans. The people trying to lead people to God actually believe in God and believe that this is the way to safety, to love, to peace, and that the other way is to eternal damnation. So their intent is to bring you truth, to help you, to save you, to bring you to truth. What is the atheist's goal? To make them stop believing in God? What does that do for them in their worldview? Because in the atheist worldview, this life is literally just 80 to 100 years. If you even make it that far, and then it's over. It's all done over. You see, atheists of old actually understood this, and they were intellectually consistent. Frederick Nietzsche recognized the fact that if there is no God, then there is no reason for anything. It's survival of the fittest, and that's about it. In fact, he feared that when people realized that God is dead, everything would fall into chaos. The phrase, God is dead, meaning that they've moved on beyond this uh, archaic thought that there is a God. But you see, he made a point. In the worldview where there is no God, what Christians do is ridiculously stupid. Charity, piety, these are all weakness. They help nothing for yourself. Instead, if there is no God, it's all about me. Survival of the fittest. 
what are atheists trying to accomplish? You, you're wasting this little bit of time that you have on this planet or this existence to convince me that there's no God, even though clearly I strongly believe it, almost as if I evolved this way, that I'm just a natural reaction of chemicals going off in my brain just like you. We're both just random evolved stardust floating in this infinite galaxy of nothingness. We are merely chemical reactions, grown up. So what are you accomplishing by spending your entire life trying to prove that God isn't real for people? I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Even in your own worldview, it's sad. It's almost like you're demonstrating the facts about who God is. Like no matter how much you wanna be against God, the hardwiring of God is in you. Yep. You guys are basically demonstrating that it's not that you don't believe in God, but you hate him. You're angry mm -hmm. at him. You don't not believe in his existence. You reject him. The word of God says, by their own unrighteousness, they suppress the truth. It's pretty sad if you ask me. God bless and go in peace. I love that. That was like one of the greatest things that came across today. And and I love that, that he did this because he's, he's dead on. So look, we are trying to lead people to Christ. Like, why are we doing that? Because we don't want their lives to end here. You know what I'm saying? We want their lives to go on forever. We don't want it to be just a meaningless 80 years of being dust particles on this earth. We want you to have that redemption, that salvation, so that you in return can have eternity in heaven as well. So, and I'm I know we're right, but I'm just I'm gonna devil advocate here. So even if we're wrong, our objective is to help them, is to make them better people. So another thing that he brought up, okay. Um, devil's advocate here again. I completely believe that 100% God is our savior and we're, he created us and so forth. But at the very least, what he's saying here is that the, the talks of God or conversations of God is what keeps this world from going into absolute chaos. So imagine a world that, that denied God completely. You know what I'm saying? We'd have no reason to care for one another, to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so everyone would straight up be watching out for themselves and creating all kinds of, exactly, it'd be exhausting on DJ Pupasi. Um, you know, so um, it's just, it's crazy. And he's so right. And it's not that they don't believe in God. They reject him. They hate him. And the reason that they're so, because look, let's face it. If God's not real, and, and we're nothing but particles of dust that are just accidentally put here and manifested for just a mere 70 to 80 years. Why are you wasting your life trying to convince people that God's not real? Wouldn't you want to embrace that only 80 years that you got here on this earth instead of trying to convince me of something? Like, what does it matter to you, atheist? Um, and I say it again before I said it, you know, is even an atheist jumping out of an airplane the moment they grab their chute, their cord to pull it and their chute doesn't open up, what's the first thing that's going to come out of their mouth? God, please help me. They will be, even the atheists will be praying to God when they feel like there's no other options and they're about to splat on the ground because their chute didn't open up. So what do you have to say about this? Well, there's no atheists in Foxhole. No. <clears throat> um, no, I 100% I, I agree with what he said. I mean, even if even if there were no god what what is wrong with with that type of person who's looking to help people and do for them and look out for them and put them before themselves you know there's 
that's that's a beautiful human being and and you know and i know people who don't necessarily who believe but they still carry on those characteristics and and that's all that's all god i mean i think god wrote on our very dna the knowing what is is good and right and true and what is it you know yeah And, and it takes a long time to to get you know a lot of work to get beyond that guilt you feel when you have wronged somebody um you know and i i don't think sociopaths are born i think they're made um i i think every single person who is ever born knows the fundamental truth of right and wrong and uh they're just brought up in an experience where they don't get to experience the good see that's and, a that's a big difference um, between the psychopath and the sociopath is i agree with you i think sociopaths are manifested they're created psychopaths i do believe that sometimes people's brains just get miswired um mm-hmm. and they just don't realize what they're doing wrong but I, I i don't i believe for the most part most mental illnesses um are manifested that they are things that don't really exist, but you know, basically something that's happened because we either poisoning ourselves or they were created that way from a rogue therapist, which is most cases with MK ultra. Interestingly enough, you know, in my looking around today, I came across, you know, I, I get a lot of medical stuff and, and this person was talking about parasites and how they affect your mind mm-hmm. and the, and the things that drive you. Um, so, you know, um, psychopaths could be just really overloaded with parasites in and, the brain pan. And it could be, like I said, as I think, you know, um, true Patriot talks about trauma. Cause you got to think is that the majority, like how does MK ultra work? It basically, um, destroys part of your brain because, um, they, I'm not going to get into the details, but they do stuff that literally splits your personality. So it's your pituitary gland. It, it splits. There's a physical, um, thing within the person themselves where they see like a flash of light within their, behind their eyes um, when this splits. So they can hmm. actually split your, your personality and control one over the other. If you've ever seen a movie called the three faces of Eve or read the book, three faces of Eve, it's about a lady with multiple personality disorder. They say a lot of people do to schizophrenia, multiple, per, multiple per, personality disorder is a symptom. Schizophrenia hmm. is a disease. Um, mm-hmm. So in this case, you always have a dominant personality and then your weaker personality. So there's always one personality that understands that the other personalities exist, but the other personalities don't know that the main personality exists. Mm. Well, and I can speak from some experience in that, um, like being molested as a child, I believe opens a door. Um, and, you know, because a child isn't, isn't even wired or even considering things of a sexual nature at their age. You know, they want to go play and cowboys and Indians and and stuff like that. But when they're (laughs) exposed to something like sex in any way forced on them or Mm -hmm. not coerced, um, uh, you know, that's, that's opening a door to, uh, well, I think the the demonic Um, and it, it alters a person for a lifetime no it absolutely does um and it's the thing though it's it's that's why pedophilia is so dangerous Mm. is because your brain's not mature enough to understand i was reading something earlier where they're trying to lower the age to 13 because that's when puberty begins and i'm like look puberty and maturity are completely different 
You know what I'm saying? Just because you're reaching puberty, that's a body thing. You know what I'm saying? Maturity is a mental thing. You know, right. I don't care if you're reaching puberty or not. It doesn't mean that you're mature enough to be able to make these correct decisions. And that's what ends up destroying these kids. Um, today we went to, uh, we went to, uh, Yoder's and, um, always love going in there. Cause it, all the people that work there, the Mennonites and the Amish, you know what I'm saying? And they're just, they're, they're all as nice as can be, but you can tell, like they were raised so different. They're not sexualized. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they don't, I, I, I walked out there thinking this today, you know, it's like, I'm thinking, you know, like because they're not bombarded with it like we are internet um magazines like we we discussed this the other day there's nowhere you can go in this world where everything's not hypersexualized you know even right. the tv shows which weren't hypersexual my mom when she was younger what would happen if they advertised a bra on tv you'd either have a bra and panties that were sitting on a desk being filmed or on a mannequin but you never had them on a human you know what i'm saying today they hypersexualize everything the Mennonites, the Amish, like they don't see that their, their brain is, is, isn't tainted like ours, you know, to the point now where, you know, we've had to deal with this our whole lives. Like we're, we're having to battle sin our entire lives where they're not necessarily having to battle that because the sin's not even brought into their lives. Right. Yeah. They probably just totally avert their eyes in an underwear ad. Yeah. Oh no, they don't even watch them. Like right. they don't have televisions. Um, you know, uh, Moonwolf made a, he was talking to one of the, the neighbors, um, a couple, like a few months ago, and he made a, uh, video game reference and none of them caught the reference because they don't know anything about that. And I'm just like, see, that's awesome. You know, um, back when I was younger, I was like, man, what a miserable life that would have been. And today I'm like, man, what a greatest life we could ever have is, is doing what they're doing. Um, I'm going to go back. Let me, let me go back to something that uh, I meant to comment on. Where did it go? Gosh, Josh, where are you? Okay. Gosh, Josh says, um, I always tell unbelievers, so what if I'm wrong? But what if you're wrong? I love that statement. And I'm always careful about saying it because I don't want people, you know, because I firmly believe that we're right. I'm 100% believe that God is our creator. But I have said that to atheists before. It's like, well, let me put it to you this way. If I'm wrong, um, you know, about God being real, no harm, no foul. If you're wrong, you're going to hell. You know what I'm saying? So like, why don't you rethink the way that you're, you're saying that? Like I said, I mean, worst case scenario, if I'm wrong, which I know I'm not, <laughs> we have nothing to worry about. But if you're wrong, you've got damnation to worry about and, and a heck of a life living without God in heaven. So, so um, yeah. well said, gosh, Josh. Yeah, if I'm wrong, oh, darn. I, I lived a wholesome life where I, I was kind and considerate and, and loved people and, and lived a pious life. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, womp, womp. Yeah. I'm going to regret that so much. <laughs> I know, man. I regret being sweet and loving to everybody. I mean, yeah. but yeah, that's a great point. Exactly. How, how much more fun would it be to be a Karen and have everything bother you all the time? I can't imagine that because just watching some of the, uh, the videos that I see drives me up the wall. I'm just like, man, how, how can you live that way? It's like, like anyone that, that runs an HOA, it's like you were born for that position if you're taking it. Um, so what else we got here? So the, oh yeah, the FBI pipe bomb, you guys remember that pipe bomb that was planted? It was like the backup backup. Well, they've known the whole time who dropped that thing off and they haven't even mentioned the name of the cop that found it, nor the one that dropped it off. So once again, they're avoiding this, uh, 
the January 6th committee didn't even come close to doing their job. Um, so, well, uh, I think they did their job just fine. It's just not the job. That yeah, it's not as- not the right job. They just did they, they did their job right. There you go. You're right. Touche. I stand corrected, <laughs> but you're 100 percent right. So MSNBC, CBS, NBC, and all and all the other ones, including Fox, talked roughly about the three uh, military people that died over in the Middle East. Gave them maybe two minutes combined. Okay, I'm talking all of these news stations combined gave maybe two minutes of conversation about these people. And then the majority of that conversation was wasn't about the people, but more ragging on Cabbage Pat Jean-Pierre about the way that she addressed it. So it wasn't even really about the people as much as ragging on her. So they didn't pay the homage to these these people that died like they should. But that's okay because they spent three hours total talking about um Ejon Carroll's rape accusations against Trump. Most important things, man. Mm, I hate the way they dishonor our veterans. Yeah, it drives me up the wall. And like I said, so they spent all this time talking about Trump rape allegations and like two minutes combined, not like per station, combined. Yeah, exactly, Suzuki. They called them folks. Couldn't even couldn't even take the two minutes to write their names down. And in the meanwhile, it seems like they would have spun that for some sort of a promotion of their little war over there. Well, they they tried to, via um, publication, not mainstream media, but publication, where on one publication, it had a picture of three white people that were killed, and the other publications had three black people that were killed. So they're still trying to use it to create a little bit of division, but nothing more. Um. What we got next? Uh, oh, here we people, go. Oh, go ahead. People got people got to be wise to this stuff by now. Oh yeah, exactly. They do. Um, this is interesting too. I'm gonna play this little clip. Shout out to woke since nine one 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 on X for pointing this out first. Can you all explain this one? I mean, can you really? Same Super Bowl matchup. Same presidential matchup, same everything, leap year. And it makes you wonder if, also shout out to my good buddy, Jacob Israel. He was questioning this too. So interesting. And I didn't even catch this. We talked about this briefly the other night on the show where I was saying in 2020, the uh, Super Bowl was between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And then in 2024, the Super Bowl is between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, so what was interesting to me was uh, I the the correlation that I 